0: Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I'm Nathan Walker, Global Performance Coach, here to share principles gleaned from decades of teaching, training, and coaching on four continents. Whether you're a senior executive, salesperson, new parent, military leader, artist, musician, head of a nonprofit, or a student, it doesn't matter who you are, only who you can become. Join me each week to have your brain flipped upside down as we move together toward a happier, healthier, and much more productive life. Hello, my friends. The other day I was listening to, I don't even remember where I was, but anyway, I heard, I heard a song I hadn't heard for a long time called Every Rose Has Its Thorn by the metal band Poison. It's a song that was popular back in the late 80s. And I have been thinking about that all day that actually came from a proverb. So, you you thought it came from a band. No, it came from a proverb. Uh, and it's believed that that proverb may have been Dutch or French or Italian. We don't know, because it kind of exists in all three of those languages. There's even a similar proverb from Persia. The Greeks say, from a thorn comes a rose, and from a rose comes a thorn. I've always been fascinated by that. There's a certain duality in that whole idea that something so beautiful has a prickly side, and something so prickly has a beautiful side. If you've ever picked a rose, you know what the thorns are like. If you've ever smelled a rose, you know how intoxicating that can be. I have always been fascinated by the following phrase. It must needs be that there is an opposition in all things. Notice that I didn't say opposition to all things, but in all things. As I've examined this over the years, I have realized that inherent in every gift, every talent, every bestowal of authority, every position of power, every physical or mental trait, in nearly every situation imaginable, there's a good and a bad side, a rose or a thorn, a light or a dark, a heaven or a hell. A choice that will lead to either happiness or misery. Maybe Star Wars came closer than some of us thought when we first heard about the light on the dark side of the Force. This astonishing duality is a part of who we are. It's a part of every human on earth. That being the case then, The only thing that separates the light from the dark side is agency. It's our ability to choose how we will act or react in any given situation. When we have traits or gifts or authority or power or physical strength or anything else, we didn't invent those. I didn't give myself my intelligence. I was born with it. I didn't give myself my musical talent. I was born with it. Whatever your thing is, you were born with it. It was a gift. So how are you going to employ the gift? That's really the only question. How will I employ the gift? How will I choose whether I'm the rose or the thorn? So we can look at one of these gifts and see if there is in fact opposition in all things instead of just opposition to. Now, opposition isn't something to be feared without opposition, we would never develop strength of any kind in any area. We learn more from failure or struggle than we do from success. Our muscles grow faster from resistance than from sitting on the couch eating potato chips, though I really wish it were the other way around. Whatever the case, it is resistance, it is opposition that gives us power, that gives us strength, that gives us hope, that gives us growth, that gives us courage, that gives us intelligence, that gives us insight, all of that comes from opposition. It's not the opposition, then, that we should beware of. It's which side we will choose. Let's say you're given great musical talent. People with great musical talent have used that gift to complain, to fight, to oppose, degrade, seduce, entice. Enrage, deceive, or to lift, to inspire, to love, to celebrate, to empower, to enrich, to strengthen, to comfort, to play. It's really powerful. We are wielding power when we wield a talent. So what will we use that power to accomplish? It's interesting to look at the lives of those who choose the light side versus the dark side of musical talent, and for one of those two, it almost never ends well. Or if it does, it includes wading through some very deep water. It's unfortunate to see the tragic end of so many artists, whether it be dance, music, visual arts, or any other similar thing. Let's say your gifts or experience have given you influence or power in government or business, in politics or religion. That power can be extended. It can be used, it can be wielded to enslave, to conquer, to destroy, to bankrupt, to control, to debauch, to steal, to corrupt. We've all seen it. It can be used to lift, to love, to ennoble, to inspire, to enrich, to defend, and to liberate. Throughout history, we have many, many examples of those who slaughter millions and those who free millions, of rights being taken away or liberty being enshrined. Sometimes we hear the phrase, hey, it's just business. That's a cop-out and a poor reflection on your character. You are either a person who uses that gift, that power, that position, or that strength to build or to destroy, to lift or to push down. You get to choose. Inherent in the position is the duality, the opposition in. Let's look at physical strength. Some people are born with great physical gifts and even enhance them by their own activity. Working out, learning new skills, dance, martial arts, construction work, it really doesn't matter what it is. We can take a natural gift and enhance it, make it more powerful. The power is neither good nor bad. In music, in business, in politics, in religion, in physical strength, in intellect, the power itself is neither good nor bad, nor did you create it. You came into the world with it. It was given to you. You didn't create it. You may have enhanced it. You may have valued it enough to improve upon it, but it was given to you. Physical strength can be used to hurt, abuse, take, conquer, hate, overpower, threaten, destroy, or kill, or to help to serve, to protect, to accomplish, to show discipline, to refine, to honor, to love, and to liberate. What a beautiful side of that gift. You get to choose which one you exercise. The strength is neither good nor bad. Your choice of how to exercise it determines the kind of person you are. When it comes to those with physical prowess of one kind or another, We often hate the one that destroys and admire the one that lifts. The strength may be the same. The effect is the result of a choice. Let's look at intellect for a moment, intelligence, and mental capability. You can use your intelligence to scheme, to deceive, defraud, control, gaslight, defame, destroy, You can become prideful. You can ruin a person's life. Or you can use that same power, that same gift, to invent, enrich, solve, enliven, create, explore, advance, lift, become grateful. You didn't give yourself this brain. Whether your brain power is counted for good or ill, is based entirely on your choice. Which of the two opposing options do you choose? Now, none of us choose perfectly. None of us choose the good always, or the bad always. Sometimes we smell the rose. Sometimes we grasp the thorn. The ability to choose is inherent in the gift. Think about these examples as they apply to relationships, whether we're talking about your home life, your children, your spouse, at work, at church, in a club, and especially on social media, which reveals quite a lot about who you are. What thing will you choose to become in your marriage, for example? Do you choose to conquer or to ennoble, to corrupt or to inspire, to diminish or to lift? Will you use your physical strength in your home life or in your work life to hurt or abuse or to protect and honor? Will you use your intellect in relationships, whether virtual or real, to deceive, defraud and defame or to enrich, explore, lift and show gratitude? You get to choose. Inherent in the gift is the opposition and the choice. It's all up to you. Now, some justify their actions or thoughts by saying, well, you know, I'm just being myself. This is just who I am. You, gotta, you just got to live with it. This is just, I'm just being who I am. Well, of course you are. Which version of yourself do you wish to ultimately cling to? We talked about some of these conflicting beliefs in the previous episode. The one you cling to wins. It becomes self-fulfilling prophecy. Being yourself does not justify one behavior over another. Choosing does. Being prideful about your choices is being yourself. It's being the prideful version. Being angry about your life is being yourself. Harming another is being yourself. Loving another is being yourself. You choose. When I was in high school, one of my brothers really struggled with his temper. And one day when he'd had a particularly bad episode and it was directed at me, he finally calmed down enough to say, You just don't understand. You have no idea what this feels like. I said, You honestly don't think I know how you feel? I know exactly how you feel. You don't know what it's like to have something make you this mad. Yes, I do. I know what it's like to be mad. I know what it's like to feel betrayed. I know what it's like to be accused or assaulted or any number of things. There's some moment in there where I can choose what my response will be. Will I lose it or will I control it? Nowhere is this more aptly expressed than in the words of the famous and admirable Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl. He said, quote, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Unquote. There's a little space in there where we get to choose which part of us wins in this moment, the rose or the thorn. Now, how big a space do you need? It doesn't need to be very long. It would astonish you how short that space can be. If you can stop yourself from responding, good or bad, for three seconds, let's make it five just for fun it will absolutely astonish you how much more control you have five seconds later than you did five seconds before. If you use that five seconds to frame your words in a way that gives love or shows empathy to someone else, that's a good use of that space. If you use that space to avoid saying what you should not say because it would cause pain or heartache, that's a good use of that space. If you use that space to formulate the most biting response you can possibly come up with, it's a pretty good use of the space, but not in a way that helps you. You get to choose which you you are being in that moment. So you can create the space. Hold your response long enough to choose the end from the beginning. In this moment of opposition, the opposition inherent in the situation, I get to choose. Now, until we talk again, you could do a great favor for yourself. Take some time to examine and write down some patterns you can see in yourself in those moments of choice when you get to choose the light or the dark. Which one are you most likely to choose if you're in a hurry? Or if you're angry? Which one are you more likely to choose if you're comfortable or feeling praised? Look at the pattern over about the last day or week and write it down. Write some examples. Then do the same thing for the last year. That's a revelation. And then do the same thing for the past 10 years. Your entire life. Can change in a decade. What am I saying? Your entire life can change in a week. I've experienced it. It begins with practicing in the moment of opposition which you want to choose the rose or the thorn. If I can help you choose better, or choose bigger, or choose faster, or choose with a broader vision you let me know. Go to natewalkercoaching.com, click the contact link, and in the comments section, tell me some of the things you want to choose. I will gladly schedule a call with you, free of charge, to talk about how I might help you best. I'm excited to see what you learn. We'll talk again soon.